0: The very first book of the Bible. Today, if there was going to be a title for the message, I believe it would be somewhere centered around the purpose of praise and worship, or maybe God's original plan for mankind. And I believe that we can utilize both of those titles. But today, I believe God is wanting to show us and reveal some things to us through his scripture about creating a family. This morning, I believe God is going to show us how he designed and planned for his family to be. If you'll stand with me this morning for the reading of the word, I'm going to read starting with Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, and then I'll be jumping to 26, and it reads like this. If you're there with me, please say amen. I'm almost a man, too. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I want you to remember that. Don't forget that. You say, well, it's kind of hard. It's the first words in the Bible. I know, but we still forget who actually created everything sometimes. Don't forget that. Verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after lightness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he man, male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish, of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. May God add blessing to the reading of his word as you're seated in the house of the Lord this morning. I want to read that same passage to you. I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible. I'll be going back and forth between the King James Version for all of you sophisticated and edumacated people, and then I'm going to talk, break it down for all of us who are Not as educated by the scriptures of the message. God says in verse 26 God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature. So they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God bless them, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge, be responsible for fish in the sea, birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. This morning, I want to talk about God's greatest desire, as revealed in the scriptures, is for a family. This crowning act of creation was a result of God's desire to have a family. He wanted someone to be his friend and to live with him as a son. God's original plan was that man would share in his authority and rule, not serve him as a servant. This is why Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords as found in Revelation 19.16. Not to be the king of subjects, but to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords. This relationship between God and man is of a paramount importance to God. Creation shows this to be true. The first thing God gave man was his image and likeness because that was the first thing God wanted man to have. The second thing God did was to place man in his presence, which is the meaning in the Hebrew language of the word Eden. Therefore, God's greatest desire was that man would act like him and live with him. We also know when we continue reading the scripture that plans changed when Adam and Eve decided to have their own game plan, so to speak, and decided to step out amongst their own. But beginning, in the very beginning, God had a purpose and a plan, and it was for man to act like God and to live with God. The word image, as we look it up, means resemblance, as found in Strong's good coordinates, Or in Webster's Dictionary, it says exact likeness. Therefore, it tells me that to to be made in God's image means that man should resemble God and is in exact likeness of God. So in the scripture this morning, we read that the word Eden refers to a place of God's presence. So God gave man his nature and then put him in his presence. These are. Are God's priorities I believe that God intended for us to be like him and to live with him Eden means the word to live in the presence to be in the presence of God Almighty how many are thankful this morning that you could come into this building and actually worship and be in the presence of God Almighty so I would venture to say that some of us could actually call this place a place of Eden a place that God can dwell and a place that we can come and be in the presence of God. God did not establish reverent patterns, nor did he establish traditions or even religious activities in the Garden of Eden. And I want us to understand this this morning. There was simply a relationship between God and man. Establishing and maintaining this relationship continues to be God's primary concern in what he wants you and I to have. He is much more concerned about our fellowship with him than about our works or our activities or even traditions or even busyness between him and us. He wants us to understand this morning it's not about our traditions or the way we are brought up or the way that we may think or even look or act. What he wants this morning is for us to have a relationship with God Almighty. This morning, can I challenge you to understand it's not about the denomination, it's not about who your mama and daddy may be, it's not about where you grew up, it's not about what church you attend, it's about having a relationship with Jesus so that you can have fellowship and communion one with another when I say one with another between you and God himself can I get an amen out of somebody this morning now I believe man's ideal environment you can see and I want you to get a picture of it this morning Eden was one place where God's presence dwelt on earth and I want you to understand that when God created Eden He wanted the place to be a place where Adam and Eve and then the rest of creation can come and have communion and have be in fellowship with God. The one place on earth that God could come and dwell in. We see that in the Bible it also says the garden is a place of his presence, the spot of his pleasantness, and that was precisely where God placed Adam and Eve he wanted unbroken fellowship between god and man and was the environment that god planned for man he planned it that there would be no separation between god and man how many still follow me this morning this means that excuse me one second this means that you don't need church services i'm going to kind of probably ruffle some feathers this morning as I begin to speak, and and I want you to hear me out before you pass judgment on me, before you start throwing anything at me. I want you to hear me out now, but I believe that this means that you don't have to have a church service. You don't have to have big choirs. You don't even have to have worship services and meetings to succeed in life. There were none of those happening in Eden Eden didn't have choirs. Eden didn't have Wednesday night Bible studies. Eden didn't have explosive praise and worship on Sunday mornings or Saturday night. But what Eden had is something that we long for today, and that is to be able to walk in the presence of God Almighty himself. I don't know about you, but I long to be in the presence of God. I long to one day be able to walk hand in hand with the king of kings and lord of lords, his son, and be able to be in the presence of God almighty himself. Does anybody enjoy that thought with me this morning? Neither do we need prophets. Neither do we need teachers or preachers or even apostles. We need this morning the very presence of God. Can I get an amen? Yes. amen? I believe that we have traditions. I believe that we have church services and worship services. I believe that we have choirs, and I believe we have worship teams and bands, sound men, and everybody else involved in media. I believe that we need those because we have not tapped into yet this morning, but, a, but an, an issue that we have derived to in America is having what we call corporate worship. But I believe corporate is when you have more than one person involved in worship. When you move to two people, or three people, or 500 people, or 5,000 people, you begin to walk in a corporate presence of God. I believe that's why God has designed the church for us to come together in corporate worship, to worship him in spirit and in truth. I believe God wants to dwell and delight in the presence and the the praises of his people. So this morning, there is a reason for church. There is a reason for choirs and praise and worship. There's a reason for worship bands, and there's a reason for multimedia and having screens on on the walls. There is a purpose and a reason for all of that. But this morning, if you cannot learn how to get in the presence of God Almighty himself and dwell in an environment where it's, it's just you and God alone, all the worship services that you attend will mean nothing if you do not know how to tap in to the presence of God one-on-one. On one. Can anybody say amen? amen? I believe his presence in your house I mean by house is your church, even your home, or even your body, because your body is, is deemed a, a temple that the Holy Spirit can dwell in until Jesus comes back. So I believe that your temple, your body, the house that you live in, and even your church should be a place that the presence of God is felt. Right. Right. Everything that is not in its ideal environment will malfunction. And I want us to get an understanding of that this morning. This is inevitable. No person, no product can function properly outside the environment in which it was specifically created or designed for by its manufacturer. So just as fish cannot live out of water, just as plants cannot live out of the dirt... Neither can you and I properly live without being in the presence of God. Didn't get a whole lot of amens this morning, but I know it's true. You wonder why you can walk around in your life and you struggle living paycheck to paycheck. Some of you wonder where your next meal is going to come from. Some of you still wondering how you're going to pay the utility bill in the next couple of days. I'm here to tell you if you'll get in the presence of God Almighty, you will find the answer that you're looking for. You will find how to be able to obtain the gifts and the promises that God has designed for you and me this morning. But it's not until we learn to tap in, to the environment of being in the presence of God himself. And we wonder why our churches are so weak. We wonder why we have more pathetic as opposed to prophetic churches. Anemic as opposed to anointed churches we wonder why in the world we have struggling Saints who not cannot seem how they become Sunday school Sally or missionary Martha we wonder why people walk around Dead when they walked in and when they leave church, they're still leaving the same way It's because we're not able to show people how to tap into the old rugged cross how to tap into the blood of Jesus and how to get actually into the presence and environment of God Almighty So if you wonder how you can get out of the land of hold, as we talked about a few weeks ago, you've got to learn how to get into the environment of God himself. Does anybody agree with that this morning? I believe that everything that is not in its ideal, I mean, if if you are not functioning the way that God created you to function, you are not going to be moving in the direction that God perfectly designed for you. I I had an example a few weeks ago concerning a microwave when I was in college, and and I I did not learn how to read instructions properly. I was given a microwave by my parents so that I could be able to warm up. Some of y'all understand the the terminology when we say... refrigerated dinners or table dinners or TV dinners. There, there, there's another terminology for it. And so I lived on TV dinners, dinners, and sometimes I thought they were MREs because they were so terrible and small. And anyways, yeah, just nasty. I remember trying to warm up some burritos that I don't know if it was actually a burrito, but Lord have mercy. When you're hungry, sometimes you eat just about anything. Can I get an amen out of somebody? But I remember not reading the instructions and beginning to put something in the, the microwave that I had saved from the night before, and, and I had it wrapped in tinfoil. I, I did learn how to do that from watching my mother growing up, as wrap things in tinfoil and slam it in the refrigerator, and maybe it'll be good later. So I remember sticking this... Uh, this food into the microwave with tinfoil on it. How many know that if you put tinfoil in a microwave for more than a few seconds, you're going to have yourself a problem? Well, this brand-new microwave became a pile of junk in about 30 seconds because the microwave no longer could operate or function the way that was created took function because somebody did not read the instructions prior to using the equipment. Now, in the spiritual realm, I want to offer this to you this morning, that we as Christians walk around not reading the instructions of how to live our life, and then we wonder why 30 seconds into something... We begin to malfunction, and things begin to break down, and the warranty is no longer good because you didn't read the instructions, and we wonder why we walk around here in life struggling day in and day out. It's because we're not understanding that the instructions for living our life pleasing to God is right here in the Scripture. And if we would just learn how to read, you say, well... Pastor AC, that's, I mean, I know how to read. Well, okay, Are you, do you know how to comprehend? <laughs> because now after you learn to read, you've got to comprehend the word. So this morning, if you may say, well, Pastor AC, I didn't go to school. I don't know how to read. Okay, well, guess what? They have the Bible on CD now. That you can put it in your car, you can put it on cassette tape, VHS, I don't care how you want it, you can probably get it. Get it on your little MP3, your iPhone, your iPad and put it in your ears and walk around town listening to the word. I promise you, if you'll figure out a way to get this word into your mindset, it'll change the way you live. But the thing that we've got to understand this morning is in order for it to function properly, we've got to learn how to read the instructions. We've got to learn to see what God wants for us, what was created for us. If we don't, we'll end up malfunctioning and not understanding what it is that God has for us. So this morning, I want to talk about again man's life and the fulfillment of destiny are possibly the only uh, extent. That he walks and talks with God in the Garden of Eden. I want to I say this this morning. When God walked in the Garden with Adam, I believe Adam felt the presence of Almighty God. Would you agree with me that this morning? I believe Adam felt the presence of Almighty God. But not only did Adam feel the presence, Adam witnessed the presence and actually could see the presence of God. Now, if I was asked the question this morning, everybody would say, oh, I would love to be in the presence of God. How would I love to be walking in the Garden of Eden right now with God, experiencing God like never seen before? And if I ask that question, I'm sure everybody in the house would lift your hands. Is that correct? Everybody would love to experience the presence of God. Some of us, you know, maybe, maybe some people wouldn't want to experience that. You know, some of us uh, may be scared of being in the presence of God. Maybe fear. Would, 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 would keep you from wanting to be in the presence of God. But I can promise you this. Once you taste and see that the Lord, he is good you will want to keep going back to the same table to continue to taste and see that the Lord is good. So I want to bring to you this morning that even though man's idea and man's environment for being in the presence of God has much changed over the years, the thousands of years, God still has a plan for you and I to walk and talk in the presence of God and being in the very presence of God Almighty. In His presence, There is fullness of joy. In his presence, we can find. Salvation in his presence, we can find healing in his presence, we can find deliverance this morning. How many of you have actually felt the presence of God in your life? A time or two? Is anybody here ever felt the presence of God? if you, ha- if you can just wave at me if you don 't want to say "Amen, that 's fine, but at least let me know your arms are working this morning. All right So we know that we can feel the presence of God when we go and have communion, and when I say communion, i 'm not referring to just drinking. of the the juice and partaking in the bread. I'm talking about communion and having that fellowship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to read with you in just a second. We're going to, if you'll turn with me to uh, 1 Samuel. We're going to be at chapter 2, verse 2, and immediately following that, Exodus 3, 5. And I'm going to just kind of go over this. I'm going to read it from both passages, the King James Version and the message trying to help us understand What God is trying to say to us this morning. I believe that God is holy. How many believe this morning that God is holy? Hmm. Not only is God holy, he is most holy. And that no other God, person, or thing is as holy as he is. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2. Nothing and no one is holy like God. Nothing and no one. Do we understand that? Elvis Presley was not holier than God. Billy Graham was not and is not holier than God. T.L. Lowry, Benny Hinn, There is many, mighty, powerful men of God that are out there, but none of them are holier than God. There is nothing and no one that compares to the holiness of God. Can somebody help me in this house and say amen? And his presence is holy, holy. I'm reminded of a song that we sang when I was a kid. We are standing on holy ground, coming from when Moses was speaking. And I, I, I understand in Exodus chapter 3, verse 5, and we're going to, to go there as well. I believe that do not come any closer is what the word says. God said, take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Now, the only way that I, I'm going to submit this to you this morning, the only way that that ground becomes holy is if God is on it as well. Would, would I have anybody agree with me this morning? If the ground that you're standing on is holy, that means that God is nearby. Because if He is the only holy God, and He is, and nothing else can ever compare to it, then if we're standing on a holy ground, that means we must be standing in the presence of God Almighty. Create in me a pure heart, O oh God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Is found in Psalms 51. And I'm going to hang out there for just a minute. Psalms 51. I'm going to read a few scriptures and I want you just to bear with me because we're going to see how holy and awesome God is to the point of, of understanding that we need to be in the presence of God. Starting with verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit, from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy, way, thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood gu- guiltiness, O God, that God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise, for thou desireth not sacrifice, or I would give it. Thou desire not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. O oh God, thou wilt not despise. I want to read that to you also in the message because I find it very revealing and relevant to today. God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos in my life. This was very Interesting to me this morning, and I want you to understand, we, we read in Genesis some of the things that was happening when God created earth, and now we see that the psalmist is saying, create a fresh start in me, shape a Genesis week from the chaos in my life. That's saying, in one week, how God created everything, in one week. And this is saying, the psalmist, I believe, is saying, God, come in here and recreate me. Give me a fresh start. As fast as you created the heavens and the earth and everything within it in one week, recreate me with that speediness. Recreate me something fast and fresh and new. I believe it says also here, don't throw me out with the trash or fail to breathe holiness in me. Bring me back from gray exile, but a fresh wind in my sail. Give me a job teaching rebels your ways so the lost can find their way home. Commute my death sentence, God, and my salvation, God, and I'll sing anthems to your life giving ways. Unbutton my lips, dear God. I'll let loose with your praise. Going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. I learned God worship when my pride was shattered. Heart-shattered lies ready for love. Don't for, uh, for a moment escape God's notice. I believe this morning what God is trying to tell us, that if you will open up your heart, a broken and contrite heart, If you open up your heart, a heart that used to be full of pride and had intentions to do things that were prideful, if we'll swallow our pride and let God shatter a heart full of pride and a heart that has been broken and contrite is where God wants to meet you in your place. And by doing that, we see right here, when we stay in the presence, we can get our joy restored We see in the presence He will lift us up into freedom Then we are now able to teach others and watch sinners be converted now Listen, this is by being in the presence of God then our lips shall sing praise unto God He don't want the sacrifice. He doesn't want the burnt offering, but what he wants is a broken heart Without pride. Now we're talking about getting in the presence of God. He says, If you will unbutton your lips or unseal your lips, which is telling us that there are people who come into the presence of God, who don't feel comfortable. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe they're ashamed. Or maybe they're full of pride, as the word's speaking. And we try to enter into the presence by our worship, by singing praises unto God. And when we do that, We are opening up our heart unto God. But when we seal our lips, when we keep our lips buttoned, as the Scripture's talking about in Psalms 51, we are are enabling ourselves to not receive the presence and not be in the presence of God and to not stand on holy ground and to not be in the holy presence of a holy God when we seal our mouth so that we don't praise God. But when we open up our mouth... Mm. When we open up our lips, we begin to sing praises unto God. I believe God says in his word that he delights in the praises of his people. If he delights in the praises of his people, then we know that he's present with the people that are praising him. We also know that when he is there, we are also standing on holy ground. I want to be standing and walking and inhabiting the places that is holy. I want to be walking on holy ground. How many people want to join me this morning and walking and standing and being in the presence of God and being on holy ground. I believe that God longs for you to be in his presence. I believe he's waiting for you to step in and allow him to consume you. All he requires is that you praise and worship him, that you will release the faith that he's given you and he's deposited in you. And faith that when you open your mouth and sing praises unto him, that he is going to come in and inhabit your temple. He inhabits the praises of his people. He dwells. He lives. He abides. I mean, we can talk about, think of all kinds of words that will go along with inhabit. He dwells, and occupies as a place of settled residence. He wants to reside and abide in the presence of those who worship and praise him. I believe this morning that he is here right now. There's an old song that we used to sing. He is here, hallelujah. He is here, amen, amen. He is here, holy, holy. I will bless his name again. He is here, listen closely. Hear him calling out your name. He is here, you can touch him. You
1: will never be the same. He
0: is here. Hallelujah. He is here right now. Amen. He is here. Holy, holy. I will bless his name again he is here listen closely hear him calling out your name
1: he is here you can touch him you will never be the same
0: if you believe he's here this morning let's just give him an ovation one more time let's clap offering him this morning god we thank you for being here in the presence of us this morning God, we thank you for allowing us to come into your presence. Now, this morning, I have spoke to you about the Garden of Eden. I've spoke to you about how God wants us to walk hand in hand with him. And just because Adam and Eve did their thing, and just because Adam and Eve broke some of that covenant and that freedom that they once had i believe today that when the spirit of the lord is there is freedom and i believe when the spirit is here when god is here we can still have an eden experience we may not be able to see god right this moment we may not be able to physically walk up and touch him like we do another human being but i believe by faith we can believe that the presence of god is here There's another song that I heard just a few weeks ago when I was preaching a youth conference, and they sang, The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. I feel him in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. I Believe this morning that if you'll just open up your mouth and begin to sing praises unto God the presence of the Lord is Already here. I believe he's in the atmosphere if you'll begin to worship God now Here's the key part to it. You don't have to be here at church of the harvest To walk in that garden place You don't have to be at church of the harvest to have an Eden experience You don't have to be at church of the harvest to know that you can stand on holy ground. I believe that this is holy ground. When we come in here worshiping God, I believe God is here, so this place is holy. But let me tell you, your vehicle can also be a place that is deemed holy. Your house can be a place that is called holy. Any place that God has allowed freedom to, to dwell in is a place that is called holy. Now, You have a question, and I'm glad you asked me this question. The question is, for those of you who didn't know that you were about to ask me this question, the question is, but what if I'm living a life that is not always pleasing to God? Does that mean I cut off the holiness of God? Well, let me just answer it like this. In Psalms, he says, Give me a job teaching rebels your ways. So the lost can find their way home. He says, I'll sing anthems to your life-giving ways. And he asked God to unbutton his lips, to loose his lips with praise. Praise. If you will, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter the situation that you find yourself in this morning, if you will learn to worship God in your situation, God will come and dwell with you in your situation. Well, I think I'm about to trip over this thing right here if you will worship God, he will dwell with you. You say, well, Pastor AC, that sounds really simple. It sounds like that's something that could happen for anybody. It is really simple. It's really simple. All you have to do is, listen, you may not have a Sandy Patty voice. You may not have a Lardell Harris voice. I don't know why I'm stuck in the 80s right now in the 90s, but uh, you may not have a a voice that you think is the most pleasant voice to sing. Maybe you're not going to get a microphone and have the platform of leading people in worship, but what you do have is a voice, and God says, bring your sacrifice. Now listen, your sacrifice is not the burnt offering. He says, bring the sacrifice, which is a broken and a contrite heart, a heart that was that was was full of pride and he will shatter the prideful heart and when he does that you have now opened yourself up to walk and dwell in the presence of the most high God. So this morning what that tells me is this. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you are. What matters is where you're going. And if you'll get in the presence of God, the place that you're going to go is a place called holy. Mm. The place that you want to go is a place called Eden where you can dwell in the presence of God. Listen, folks, this is the way God designed it was for us to dwell in the presence of God. If you want to get out of your broke, busted, and disgusted self, you've got to learn to worship your way through your circumstances so you can dwell in the presence of Almighty God. So it doesn't matter. I'm answering your question in a long, drawn-out, roundabout way. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you are. It doesn't matter the situation that you're in or the circumstances you find yourself in today. What matters is when you leave this place today knowing that you are in the very presence of Almighty God. It's in His presence. In His presence there is joy. Beyond all measure, and at his feet, peace of mind can still be found. For if you have a need, I know he has the answer. So reach out and claim it, for child, you're standing on holy ground. We are standing on holy
1: ground.
0: We'll get it here in just one second. Just bear with me because I didn't plan on doing this. Otherwise, I'd have had this one ready.
1: As I walked through the door, I sensed his presence, and I knew this was the place where love abounds, for this is the temple. Jehovah God abides here. We are standing in his presence and holding ground. If you know that song, sing with me. We are standing on holding. And I know there are angels, there are angels. Yeah. a sacrifice, or I would offer you and offer me but all that you desire is a broken and a humble heart, oh God. Here's my heart, Unseal my lips, so I can praise thee. All the days of my life Cast me not away from your presence, oh God I want to feel your beating heart Oh, here's my heart God Almighty has your presence now feels his place here's my heart god almighty has your presence feels his place you do not desire a sacrifice or i would offer you offer me this is just psalms 51 all that you desire He's a broken and a humble heart Oh God So here's my heart Unseal my lips So I can praise thee All the days of my life Cast me not away From the presence so oh God I want to feel Cast me not away, cast me not away, cast me not away from your presence, Lord. Cast me not away, cast me not away, cast me not away from your presence. We are standing on holy ground, and I know that there there are angels. I feel them all around. stand with me
0: I've been burdened for people all week that feel that they are insignificant and don't have a place in the presence of God because of what they are dealing with or have dealt with. And I know some of you hear the scripture and hear people say that grace is unmerited favor. But I'm going to be honest with you, through my studies of God, I believe grace really means merited favor. It's just favor of God. When you just understand that you have gone through so many difficulties and times in your life it is truly the favor of God God's favor upon your life as some of you are even alive here this morning even here today it's God's grace and his mercy that has brought you to where you are so don't be ashamed don't be afraid to be in the presence of Almighty God it's in his presence you can
1: find the fullness of joy. It's in His presence. Because in His presence there is joy beyond all measure. And at His feet, peace of mind can still be found for we have a need right now and oh yes the answer oh, reach out and claim it child you're standing on the whole
0: God, we just know this morning that we... I believe everybody here this morning wants to be on holy ground. I believe everybody wants to feel your presence. But God, I pray this morning that you will break the yoke on people's lives so they can inhabit your holiness. God, they can be in a place where they can understand true grace and true mercy God where they can understand how the Garden of Eden was created and why the purpose for Eden It's a place that God and man can dwell together